Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Sean Clymeron here coming at you. And we have another very, very, very special episode here today. We have both Jake Taylor and Paula McFarlane here with Tartan Developments. And they're going to be talking to us about their journey as real estate investors here thus far. So both of you, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. How's your guys' day going so far? Good. Good. Yeah. Thanks for having us on, Sean. Appreciate it. That's all good. You guys, you guys have been doing a tremendous, tremendous amount of activity here lately. Uh, you guys were actually a big inspiration for me to actually start the 500K challenge as well. So, uh, <laughs> I, why don't why don't you why, why don't we kind of start there? Why don't you kind of take us into uh, why ultimately decided that uh, that you wanted to get into something something like that? Yeah, sure. You want to do this one? Or? Well, yeah. So, <laughs> as real estate investors, I think that. People are always looking for money, will always be looking. And I think it gave us a good way of like getting out there and telling everyone in our little, you know, world, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. what we're doing. Cause we kind of always kind of did it like behind the scenes, I guess. And now we're putting it out there and hopefully educating people on what we do and on different ways that they can contribute to real estate without actually you know, doing the work themselves. So we always get a lot of people out saying to us like, Oh, I would love to flip a house, but I'm not handy or my husband's not handy and that kind of stuff. And there's lots of ways that you can get involved in real estate without picking up a hammer. So yeah. yeah and for me too, it was like, um, you know, raising capital is a, a huge thing in our business. Um, and by joining this, it just kind of adds a little bit of accountability. Um, you know, we have our, our daily schedule, of what we want to do and obviously raising capital is in there to focus on. But this, this just gives us 30 days um, accountability. So every day we're focusing on that. So it's been good so far. And nice. uh, yeah, always need more money, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah it, seems, it seems to be a business. You can never have too much money at the red. Uh, yeah, because, uh, yeah. Some, sometimes you think you got it and you don't. And you need the backup money and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Or you're starting, that. you know, you're starting out small and you achieve that. And then you're, you start setting your sights higher and higher. So you need more and more. So yeah. another thing too, is just like, being able to educate our friends and, and family that are, that are on, we're doing the Facebook lives, right? So our friends and family that are on there on the possibilities of what you can do with your money, right? Whether yeah. it be RRSPs, which, you know, I didn't even know the possibility of that up until like a year ago, right? So lending out your RRSPs, uh, accessing your HELOC, like all that stuff, right? Like stuff I wish I knew years ago, like 15 years ago, right? So just putting that out there and whether people want to invest with us or, or, or someone else, it's just, it brings that knowledge out there for, to know the possibilities, right? Right on. Well, yeah, good for you guys. Yeah, I've been seeing the videos, loving the content, everything else. Which uh, which day are you guys on so far? 16. Yeah, we're on day 16. So we started, yeah, July 1st. And uh, yeah, it's been good, right? Like, I know you started too, right? So as, yeah. as you go, um, the, ho the host of the challenge, Bill Allen, is putting out... Uh, some daily content for like education and stuff. So it's, it's been great. That's right great. on. Yeah. That's awesome. And I love, I love talking to people. I love Facebook lives. So. <laughs> yeah. So just, this is just, just a bonus. Too, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. bonus episode for the day. You'll, you're still going to have to do your, uh, you're still have, have to, to do, do it. Yeah. Content here yeah. Today too, so. yeah. This doesn't count, unfortunately, but <laughs> right on. Good for you guys. Well, again, thanks for taking the time guys. Um, so I Appreciate actually it. had the pleasure of meeting Jake here back in December of last year. Uh, yep. We were doing the uh, we were doing the Stefan Arneo uh, Wealth Conference out in Winnipeg, and uh, yeah, I think we were we were actually on the same team, or we were part of that like crazy seventeen person joint venture 
or something like that that we yeah uh, that exactly we set up. yeah so, yeah that yeah. was that was a lot of fun so <laughs> it was so great, awesome yeah. yeah so awesome class um i imagine that you guys probably took quite a bit out of it because uh, i know even in our conversations prior sounds like you guys are kind of working on some of your own wealth generation through secondary suites and stuff like that and we'll uh We'll hop into that here in a second, but before we go too, too, too far down the road and kind of where, where everything is now, why don't you guys take us back all the way to the beginning type thing, or actually maybe even before the beginning, and, and ultimately, <laughs> sure. what, did, what did life look like for you guys before you decided to get into this crazy world of real estate and investing and you know working for, for sure. yourselves and business and stuff like that? What's, yep. what, did that what did that so, time frame look like? Yeah, absolutely. So Paul and I are married. Uh, we have four kids. Uh, we were both, par- or I'm still a paramedic. Paula was a paramedic. Uh, so she's working on the business full time now. Uh, but she was a paramedic for 13 years. I've been a paramedic for 15 years. And, you know, we kind of, like, for as long as I can remember, we've always kind of wanted to do something else. Um, we wanted to get out of that business. And uh, always loved real estate. Uh, we we, we kind of lived, lived in houses and flipped them and sold them and moved. And then it was probably late 2019 um we were like we we made a decision we wanted to to move into real estate full-time and we didn't know how that was going to look um so we did some research we talked to some people some good friends of ours and we ended up deciding to hire a coach and hire a coach in november of 2019 and that brings us up to now so we're working towards uh myself getting out of my job so hopefully be out of working as a paramedic by the end of the year and paul is working on the business full-time now so Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So, and how many, sorry, how many kids again? Four. Four. Yeah, so you might wow. hear some. We got them two <laughs> levels up, but they might be uh, stomping. So that's awesome. Good for you guys. Yeah. That is fantastic. So, so, so when you, I guess when you kind of made the, when you made the decision to kind of get into this, so you mentioned, you mentioned about, you know, hiring a coach and that type of thing. Yeah. And that's, that's probably one of the questions that I get more often than not, right? Is, is that, you know, do, do I ultimately need a coach to get into real estate investing and, oh, it's so expensive and, and all this and all this other kind yeah. of stuff. Right. And, and I get it. Right. And I mean, I'll, you know, I think I've said this before. I mean, I didn't like making the coaching payments by any means. Right. So I yeah. mean, it's, it's a lot of money. It's, you know, it's, it's at the time, particularly, I mean, when you're, when you're doing the mindset development side of things, you know, a big part of it is very much like, well, you know, I could be using this money for something else or I could be using it for the business. But what's, I mean, thinking about that specifically, what ultimately drove you guys to say, you know what, I don't feel 100% comfortable on doing this on my own, or I need more education or more kind of guidance than just a couple YouTube videos. Why, why ultimately did you guys decide you needed the coach? I think what ultimately pushed us towards getting a coach and basically like it, it, it made us go all in. And it also, we wanted to kind of fast track. So we wanted to, you know, we didn't want to learn by making mistakes and, you know, stumble through it. We wanted to get the guidance and get um, like systems in place from the experts so that we could basically get to where we wanted to be as quickly as we could. So for us, that was worth the investment. And, you know, even just that's what kind of got us in. But now that we've been coaching for six seven months i looking back it was the best decision we made and i would make it again and again and again and we don't even really flinch at the expense because i think realistically we could make we could have made a mistake that caught one mistake could have cost us that much money yeah and yeah yeah. for me it was a lot uh you know the the cost of admission has been uh worth it just with the, the mindset change um 
you know, we dove right in. We learned a lot from our, our coaches and, you know, as we immersed ourselves more in, in the real estate business, just learning from uh, not necessarily our coaches, but the other successful people that we've met along the way and their mindset and just kind of um, piggybacking on that and, and getting that proper mindset has been huge for me. Paul's a little ahead, ahead of me in that game, um, but without the mindset, you're screwed, right? So that's been huge for me. And then I agree with what Paula said, like fast tracking. We, you know, like when we signed up uh, with Stephanie's, like there's like two motivators, right? Pain and pleasure. Obviously the the pleasure stuff's easy to figure out, um, but the pain stuff, we had, I personally had a lot of pain uh, from my job. And so that was like, I didn't want to wait five years. I didn't want to wait three years um, to get out of that job, right? Um, so that was a big um determining factor in, in signing up and it was in hindsight it was it was a great uh, great investment Stefan said uh, you'll be out of your jobs in, job in nine months so we had a little bit of a slowdown with COVID there but uh, he's <laughs> yeah. gonna be right on the mark for sure so right on that's awesome and, and very much like what you said I mean the introduction to the people the introduction to the community so I know we got we got Razna on the stream cheering you guys on so leave hey, a, leave a couple comments on there <laughs> Also got yeah. also got Manzur as well, giving giving Manzur. hashtag black card you. So yeah, and I mean, it's it's been a it's been a great it's been a great 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 group of people. And I find in a lot of situations. I mean, particularly particularly when some of those situations start beating you down, right? And I mean, COVID was a big disruption, I think, for everybody in the business, right? Yeah. So it's nice to have nice to have those contacts for other people you can kind of reach out to and see what they're doing in their business, right? And just you know, just kind of brainstorm ideas and stuff like that. There's one yep. thing that I've always loved about, you know, the real estate investing community specifically is that it seems like everyone is so open to sharing what they've learned, right? And everyone yeah. is so interested in everyone else's success, right? As compared to, you know, oh, these are my closely guarded secrets and I'm not, exactly, I'm not yeah. telling you or anything like that. Yeah. Right? Nice. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So uh, what have you guys done for projects thus far? Uh, so we, we started out, we... Uh... I'm trying to think when uh, we when did we buy that one? So we before we signed on with Blackcard, we bought a property uh, probably in a little over our heads in hindsight. Uh, so it was a land development uh, slash flip, right? So it was a house on two acres. Uh, we, oh, wow. Our our plan was to sever an acre off, and at the time it was, and then build a house there and sell it. Um, so that process took a lot longer than we anticipated. We were anticipating like six months. It actually, took fourteen. <laughs> To get that done so um we did that before signing on probably wouldn't have took that on we with the coach we definitely wouldn't have um, taken that on yeah. still turned out but, profitable but you know that 14 months was was long right so and then um and then another we had a, a flip going on right before we we signed up with black card um and that closed last month last month and that turned out profitable too and that was good um but we learned both from those projects that we didn't have any systems in place, right? Like it was just kind of like a free for all. We didn't have like a general contractor, like so disorganized, um, like budget disorganized. So that's something that we've learned and going forward um, systems and budgeting and time management is all going to be uh, in place. So there was those. And then we did, uh, we did some off market marketing early in the year of 2020 and we got uh, off market deal that we, we wholesaled for a good profit. Uh, that was earlier in the year. And then we have two upcoming projects, uh, single family homes that we're converting to um, two units. And uh, that's uh, with the help of Razna. We're working with her now. Uh, so we're just going to suck in that wealth of knowledge. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, I, and I mean, what a, what a great strategy. It seems like that 
seems like that Burr secondary unit conversion uh, strategy seems to be working just kind of fantastic for, yeah. you know, particularly in the Ontario area. And I think Raz is up to something like 50 units now or something like that. I mean, she's yeah, had a, just a tremendous, <laughs> tremendous amount of growth. And I, and I think the, the under three years that she's been at it. So yeah. yeah. What a every great, time you what go a great on Facebook, you guys like, learn off of. So yeah, she's got a new property every time you go on Facebook. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right on. That's awesome. So when you guys think back to particularly say, you know, kind of like the starting stages of this, right. And there's this, there's this really interesting diagram and I know that it's on, um, it's on some of the, the it's on some of the posters that Stefan, um, was kind of releasing there, right? And it's called like the it's called like the the either like the journey of the investor and the pit of despair or something like that, right? Where you know yeah. you first you first kind of start right and everything's good, yeah, and I'm really kind of liking it, right? And then all of a sudden, just all the way down, right? You just yeah. you just kind of feel like you hit rock bottom. Uh, you know, you're you're overwhelmed with all the information. You're really frustrated and all that kind of stuff. And I remember and I remember going through it especially. And I remember the like the capital raising side of things for me yeah. was actually just one of those things that uh, that I struggled with uh, tremendously right and it took and it took months before i kind of got comfortable with it but if you guys can think back to particularly those beginning stages where would you say like the major struggles and challenges that you guys had to overcome when you were getting into the business so i see the smile so, so. <laughs> yeah well yeah my biggest thing was uh you know training with Stefan was uh for anyone that doesn't know he, he gets his students to do uh, 50 real realtor calls a week and 10 offers, but I want to talk about the 50 realtor calls. So I like these Facebook lives, all that stuff, like speeches in school, I was like super uncomfortable with. And like, even like ordering a pizza, I, I didn't like, right. So the 50 realtor calls for me, was a big issue. Uh, it took a lot to overcome. Still not a hundred percent comfortable. Yeah. I've gotten more comfortable with that. Um, but yeah, that, that was a big struggle early on just trying to, to get that going. Um, and then capital raising too. Um, we've gotten better with it, uh, but just getting uncomfortable with the, or getting comfortable with the uncomfortable situation. Uh, so yeah, in the six months, leaps and bounds, but that was a yeah. early issue. Now, like, yeah, I, feel, I find it's a, it's a lot easier. We're more comfortable with ourselves too. So what about you? Well, I would say like the biggest, we kind of like, we just started ramping up when COVID hit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it like really threw us like for a huge loop. We lost like we had JV partners lined up that backed out, and I can't blame them because we've said we said we would have done the same yeah. in yeah. the position. We had like private lenders go from eighty percent LTV down to sixty five percent LTV. So then we're like scrambling to yeah. to, and it was just like and and everyone was afraid, and we were afraid too. It was like great. We literally had properties closing. Like right, two properties closing. It was like right mid March, yeah. Like mid March, we had everything like uh, private lenders lined up, hard money lenders lined up, and then one was a a JV. And yeah, the hard money went from eighty to sixty five percent. Private money pulled all their money back, yeah. And JVs bailed, and uh, yeah, so that was that was a tough one. Um, you know, Stefan talked us through that, and because we were like, "Oh crap!" Like he's going to be like, "What are you guys doing?" Yeah, we and, like you we guys were screwed afraid, up. But... We were afraid to tell him. Yeah. We were like, we were afraid of his reaction <laughs> to like what was going to happen, and he really put us at ease. Like, yeah. like we honestly thought it was that it felt like the end of the world for us, and we're like, "Oh my god!" Like, you know, we're we're just getting started, and like this is like we're going to be like tarnishing our reputation. Yeah. Like this is like, this just, it was so bad. We felt like it was the worst. And I thought it was the end. Like I thought we were done for like around here. I was like, Oh, we got to move. Like people, <laughs> know, like, the people that, that uh, defaulted on a, yeah. on 
my property, but uh, so yeah. and we got on the phone with Stefan, and we were both so nervous to tell him because we were just afraid of his reaction. And he was like, "Guys, this is like, this is a like what do you, I can't even remember the terms he used, but basically like, um, like not even once in a lifetime. This is like uh, I can't remember what the like word unprecedented yeah, it's like unprecedented wartime yeah, yeah. wartime um type of scenario. Like you've got the everything shutting down." You know, like these are not normal circumstances. Like you guys are just getting started and you're getting like, you just got into the ring and you're getting knocked out. Like as yeah. soon as you step in the ring basically. And that's exactly how it felt. But he really put us at ease and he put, he like did, yeah. kind of gave us a different like way to think of it. And we were just like, okay, okay, not a big deal. And yeah. we just like picked ourselves back up and away we went. And it, yeah, it, was, it was, it was a kick in the nuts, but uh, it, was, it was a good learning experience. Uh, and yeah, Stefan really helped us help us through that where we thought he was going to be uh, like, what are you guys doing? But he was like, you know what? It happens. Every, it happens to everyone, which we know now, right? Things happen. Not necessarily that specific scenario, but uh, you know, you lose some money or whatever. It does happen to everyone. And he was like, you know what? You guys are new. You're, you're you don't have a whole lot of private private money, private investors. It is what it is. Just keep moving on, right? So so that was good. And uh, yeah, so we. Uh, and pack pack our things up and, and yeah. Play, so yeah it was good. And he kept saying too like because it was like ten thousand dollars that we lost or whatever but he was like he's like wait till it's a hundred and it'll yeah. happen you know like, yeah. so it just yeah. put it like it, he, he put things into perspective where we felt like it was yeah i think a big team it wasn't the monetary issue it was more like the we thought we like fucked up huge and yeah. like people were gonna think we were like yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, they, and they, yeah. And they hit to your pride and, you know, and then all of a sudden, Definitely, yeah. Yeah. all, all yeah. of a sudden, some of those fears in the beginning, right? Like they start like, you know, they start metastasizing and everything else. Right. And yeah, you start, you yeah, start well, yeah. yourself and yeah, that's, that's difficult that I mean, to, to your point about, you know, COVID being a very unprecedented time. Um, and I mean, it's, it's kind of funny cause I mean, I, I started, I actually started this live stream still in the middle of COVID and then some of the, like some of the conversations I was having with people in the, like, particularly in the beginning was just this like absolute, absolute uneasy feeling of the unknown, right? We just, yeah. like, we just don't know. And I think, and I think to a certain degree, like, you know, we don't, we still don't know exactly what's going to be happening. I would say that, you know, life is, life is returned to maybe a little bit of normal, right? You know, sure. at, least, at least, you know, we can kind of see that, you know, there's still businesses opening, you know, it's still, it's still potential to get deals done and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, to your, to your point about, you know, just all of a sudden, you know, investor, investor confidence in general, right. And financial institution confidence. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that has been a, that has been a major, major, major thing here in these last couple of months. Um, I've got a, I've got a good contact over at, uh, at RBC and particularly he said that on the commercial side of things, like they're actually under underneath instructions to basically not write any deals, particularly into Alberta, um, unless they're like AAA and they meet every single test under, under yep. the sun type thing. Right. Yeah. Which really, which really screwed up some of my own plans for doing, you know, basically, you know, flipping houses, you know, getting them, getting them converted over into secondary suites, stuffing them in a corporation, putting a good bank mortgage on them and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's yeah. just, I mean, the lenders are being very, very picky right now in regards to what markets they'll want to play in. Thankfully, the good news is that at least, especially in that, in that Ontario market, there still does seem to be quite a bit of activity. So I'm hoping that you guys can still, can still make a go of it and you don't ultimately have to move. Where, where were you thinking moving anyways? Did you? Did oh God! Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I was not moving. I, I think in New, Br New Brunswick, personally, yeah. New, New Brunswick. Yeah. New Brunswick. Yeah. 
I hear good things about Vermont and New Brunswick, but um, yeah, I remember thinking too, like just to go back to the COVID thing, uh, there was like a ton of uncertainty. I remember the mar- there was uncertainty in the market and I remember Paula and I having conversations about the, the two houses that we had were going to be flips. And I was like, you know what? Like, even if we had the money to close on these, I don't even know if I want them, right? Like what, what if things tank, right? And we, you know, we lose, say we lose 10 K here and get sued for 20. Well, we could lose like 200 on them. Right. So, yeah. um, but yeah, here, here in Ontario, at least London anyways, um, things have returned to normal. It's hotter than ever. Yeah. Um, I think the, the, most of the fear is gone. Most of the uncertainty is gone. Um, we'll see what happens with uh, inflation and stuff down the road. But for now, things things are hotter than they were yeah. prior here like anyways. It's really hard to buy something on market right now. Like the, really tough. It's so competitive and the prices are getting yeah, it's crazy. driven way up. So it yeah. feels like the spring market just a little bit late. So Nice. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, glad, glad glad to see that you guys were able to overcome those things and still moving forward. Yeah, thank so, you. So, so interestingly, and and this is actually one of the first uh, one of the first investor highlights I've done where there's actually a a joint team and not 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 only a joint team but also a husband and wife team. So, <laughs> like partic- particularly as it relates into that, guys. I mean, did you guys have any? Do you guys have any uh, specific challenges as you know, like let's say as it related to kind of the relationship or you know work working together that closely, or have you guys you guys kind of used to that before in the past or yeah we actually we were partners on the ambulance as well oh, so nice. yeah is that, is that, <laughs> yeah, is that right a year met? but it was a year no we known each other since high school but okay. uh, yeah. we ended up just the way it fell with um like our seniority at work we could work together and it worked really well for having the same days off and it was it was really nice working together. I know for me, anyway, I didn't want to do it at first, yeah, but <laughs> once we worked together, it was it was good. But as far as working in our business now, um, I love it. I don't th- I, the only challenges we have, and I don't think it's necessarily uh, to do with like working together, is just uh, child childcare, I guess, right? Time, yeah, yeah time. Yeah. Like um, for us to both be there yeah. together, it's hard because we have to get babysitters. But we've got a good thing worked out now now that like kind of COVID's died down and you can have babysitters again. Now we've got it set up so that we can go work together four days a week for four hours together. And then the rest we're kind of doing stuff on Take turns or whatever. Yeah. But I don't don't know. Has there been anything? uh... Not really. No. No. How do you guys like, she doesn't listen to my ideas and shit, but (laughs) other than that, how do you guys like, so, so in the biz, in the business now, I mean, how do you guys find that you were able to, I guess, kind of segment, say, like roles and responsibilities? Like, do you find that, do you find that, you know, between your between your personalities and kind of just your aptitudes and stuff like that, do you know, Jake, do you focus on like a certain side of the business and Paula another, or do you guys kind of just do everything as a group? Or I would, I would say we we work together on most things. Um, there's Paula definitely has her strong points, um, like organization and stuff like that. She's really good at that, so she organizes most things. Uh, spreadsheets, checklists, all that stuff. Uh, what's my strong point? Oh, you follow instructions when I tell you yeah. what to do. No, yeah. So no, I, I usually, no. uh, I kind of do uh, the trades and stuff like that. And that's not because I'm better at it. It's just we've found in the past that she doesn't get as much respect as she deserves. Yep. Um, it's because she's a woman, so it's not right. But uh, so I take the reins on that. But mostly we work together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for the most part, it's pretty, it goes pretty smoothly. Yeah. Nice. Hi. <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> okay. Sorry, the one second. Here, the workers are here. Oh, thanks. Sorry, I'm getting a duck built today. Um, just <laughs> ha- ha- the way the way the timing happened. So thanks for the question, Mama. 
<laughs> Sorry, this is this no is my worries. third live stream. She's crashed so far. So, <laughs> oh yeah, awesome. yeah. We haven't had any of uh, our kids run down here, or any animals jump on us. So that's good. No. So well, that's that's the benefit of doing these things live, right? I mean, just whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever happens. I guess we'll edit it after the fact. So no big deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, so so Ed, in in the business you had mentioned right now, so you've got a so you got a couple projects. So you got a couple projects on the go specifically as it stands. Um, yep. Now you had mentioned kind of a little bit about COVID disruptions and, you know, and everything to kind of get to this point market's nice and hot. So you got a lot of, you got a lot of activity and all that kind of stuff going on as it stands where, where ultimately do you guys want to take this? Like, do you have a, um, do you have a thought process of, Oh, like we want a certain number of units or we want our life to kind of look like this or, you know, we're, you know, I'm not, you know, we're not going to be happy until we've attained this kind of level of freedom. What is it? What does that look like for you guys? Yes. We have uh, we have kind of have our, our short term goals and our long term goals. Um, our short term goal right now, uh, since switching and working with Razna, is we want to acquire 20, 20 single family homes and convert those uh, secondary uh, secondary suites in the next yeah. year. Uh, so we started June when we start June twenty second June twenty second yeah. uh, with that goal, and we have two, and we're still actively uh, seeking more, and so that's for the next for the year. Uh, five years. So for uh, like our kind of plan with that is to, so we're going to go hard for this year. And the reason we kind of set a, a fairly high goal for this year for us anyway, is because the market is rising. The prices are going up. So to make the numbers work on a secondary conversion, secondary dwelling conversion, we kind of feel like we need to like jump in now and get as many as we can as quickly as we can. So we've set a goal of 20, we have two and we have two that we're actively working on off market. Yeah. Um, so we're hoping that, you know, we'll, we're going to accumulate a lot very quickly. Um, and then we'll continue to do that as we can. We're going to continue to flip because that's like, we, we really enjoy doing that. Yeah. Um, and then the kind of the long-term goal is anything that we bought this year in five years, we'll look at and sell anything that, maybe isn't our favorite basically we want to kind of keep our favorites and sell the ones that aren't and use those like the money from that to pay down the ones that we're keeping and also start really strongly investing in private lending um and then we'll just kind of keep doing that like keep rolling over so the ones we bought buy in 2021 we'll you know reevaluate in five years do the same thing and just kind of keep it going so yeah, and we have, we have a couple of strategies going on too. Um, we're doing that um, with the market being so hot. We're we're actively trying to seek uh, off market deals with marketing. Uh, we've done uh, letters, Facebook ads. Uh, so any anything that doesn't work for us, uh, we'll wholesale that. And then uh, we're also doing some uh, accessory dwelling units. I know they're big in uh, Edmonton, yeah. uh, which is basically uh, a detached unit. So. A small house basically in the in the backyard so we're yeah, it's like a carriage, yeah, on that carriage well. home over over top of a detached yeah, garage yeah, kind of thing. yeah yeah you betcha. yeah exactly yeah yeah and then uh yeah i guess my goal i don't know i don't know if i haven't discussed this with paul but i would say like <laughs> no, this, well this well this is a great time to Here get it out. yeah 20, <laughs> like i don't know time frame wise maybe like five years twenty thousand passive income a month wow that would be pretty good i don't really like i don't think i don't really think that way because I I'm content living where we live and like driving what we drive, but he, he, he wants more. more. Well, no, it's just, <laughs> you have more freedom of time with that, more yeah. freedom to travel, everything. Right. 
And I think, so and, I'm, I'm and, and, and I think, and it's kind of funny, right? Cause I know, I know my wife and I have had these, have had these conversations quite a bit too. Right. So, I mean, I also, I also have a passive income goal, right. And it's actually very similar, very similar to yours, Jake. Right. But, but yeah, I mean, very, very similarly, like, I don't, I don't necessarily think life's going to change a whole lot or anything, you know, when I, when I hit those numbers. Right. But it's more that I just know that, you know, that I will never have to, you know, want want for money, right? Or they don't. There's no, exactly. there's no situation. Even if something ultimately happened to me, right? You know that, you know, my family, my family's looked after, right? There's always, there's always money in that kind of thing, right? And I think Absolutely. that, and I think that from a lot of the people that I've that I've met, and I mean, and there's some pretty, I mean, there's some pretty high volume guys, like you know, that, that I've met in the real estate investing world and Blackheart University and all that other kind of stuff. And uh, I mean, some of these guys, I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't guess, you know, that they're pushing, you know three, four, five million dollar net worths, right? They're just yeah. they're just regular people, right? They've been building their business for years, right? They got a yeah, exactly. They got a they got a fair amount of wealth built up. You know, they have they have all this income coming in from various places. But you know, the one the one thing that I found is is that the people the people who have worked for and built it, particularly when they started the button, you know, when they started from the bottom and struggled all their way up type thing, um, those are just some of the I mean those are some of the best personalities that I've ever met, type thing, right? So and I and I really and I really hope and I think and I think you guys will will definitely kind of find that for for yourselves too, right? As uh, as it all as it all comes together, so for sure, yeah. Family is really important to us, so um, yeah. it's yeah. Like the twenty thousand isn't a twenty thousand a month to go spend, right? It's basically just a comfort thing. Uh, set our family up, be comfortable, um, comfortable going forward in, in the future too. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's kind of surprising. I mean, I I also had this conversation with um, with a buddy here the other day. I mean, there was a point in time. Where, I mean, I had a, I had a good corporate job. I mean, it was a it was a six figure salary. You know, my my wife was off on maternity leave. We had our we had our new little one and stuff like that. I was actually surprised that you know the money didn't go as far as what uh, as what I thought it was going to type thing. Right. Yeah. So. It just, yeah, Paul and I have that conversation all the time. It's. I, I don't know what it's like out in Alberta, but like cost of living over the last 10 years, I feel like I see this all the time, but it's just soared, right? Like it's insane. Like purchasing a home is crazy. Just yeah. Overall cost of living, food, everything. It's yeah. crazy. We've talked about it like to death, but the, like when we started working, I, I try to break it down like into dollars. So when we started working as paramedics, I think we made like $32 an hour yeah. and I bought a house right around the same time. For three hundred fifteen thousand dollars, and it was in a very expensive house at the time. So now, thirteen years later, I think wage is thirty nine dollars an hour. So it's gone up seven dollars, but that same house would be well over seven hundred. So I couldn't afford to buy that house today exactly, yeah. with the same job. So, and that's just that's just one aspect. You've got yeah, food. You know, everything's going up. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, makes yeah, it makes a big difference, right? And it's one of those things that uh, it just seems like in general. I mean, inflation inflation will just kind of continue to rise. Um, I think that particularly with everything that's been going on these last couple of months, and just what seems like an insurmountable amount of government spending and everything else, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that you know, unfortunately, inflation is not is not going away anytime soon. No, so. absolutely. No, it's going to get definitely going to get worse. I think. Yeah, like a hundred hundred k. It's kind of always being the benchmark, right? Like 100K a year, 100K is not 100K, like what 100K was even 10 years ago, right? Like 100K is nothing now, right? Yeah. 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 It doesn't, it doesn't go the, doesn't go the same length. You can't, you can't stretch no. it as far as what it was before. For sure. So. 
Yeah. No. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's great, great to see that you guys kind of have both your both your short term goals and what, as well as your long term goals in place. So it sounds like you guys have kind of found a good a good rhythm and working working situation between yourselves. So yeah, that's that's awesome to see. So how many? I'm um, sorry. I know you told me before the live stream. How many kids again? Four. 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 Thirteen. Yep. Eleven. Almost three and one. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. You guys gotta, yeah. I know, I know, I know we talked a little bit about kind of looking forwards and stuff like that, but what do you, what do you foresee as far as like the business and, and say like the, you know, is, do you think this is going to turn into the family business? Is it going to be very much like a, like an intergenerational intergenerational type thing for yourself i had a i had a conversation I, with um actually my, actually my business partner the other day and we were we were talking about this right so and i mean we both we both have you know little girls right they're both they're both kind of around five years old and i mean my my hope i mean especially is is that you know that she will she will somehow be involved in in the business in in the long run right um didn't know if you guys had talked about that or not i don't know never given it much thought the older kids have zero interest that that's not to say that they won't it thinks um, their age, right? Like their 13 age. and 11. Yep. They're just like, and they're girls. So they're getting to that like preteen or teen. Like, like yeah. I don't know. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. You know what? We would love it. Um, definitely one of our goals is generational wealth, whether they're involved or not. Um, just because we foresee the future to be even more difficult to raise a family or even purchase a home or just like cost of living in general. So um, yeah, so. Sorry, as the message popped up there. Yeah. Uh, no, that's okay. Yeah, so generation, generational wealth is definitely a goal of ours. Uh, we'd love to have the kids involved, but we'll see. Yeah, we always, we just bought a house in our neighborhood um, off market. And every time we walk around, our three-year-old is always like, can we go see Dory's house? Let's go see Dory's house. That's her name. So she <laughs> awesome. she's already claimed that as yeah. her house. So now I'm like, we should get like, like three others in the neighborhood and then maybe maybe they'll all stay like relatively close by when they're older yeah. we just hang on to those well but. you might and you might find one especially with the little ones i mean especially because i mean they're, they're of course they're going to be very impressionable at this age and you know now now of course they're going to be more more immersed into you know what what mom and dad are doing yeah you may, you may very much find that you know the younger ones are going to take a much a much more interest of it they'll have a lot more years of kind of seeing it and being around it right so Definitely. Yeah, for we sure. probably maybe scarred the older two a little bit yeah. because we were doing like live in flips where we yeah. would move, renovate, sell it, move again, move again, move again. And every yeah. time we say we're not moving again, they don't believe us. Like, you so, said that last time. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. But the, the hope, the hope is that they all uh, take some, some interest and uh, yeah. That's awesome. Good for you guys. Um, is your business right now looking primarily for both combination of private capital and joint ventures as it stands? Yeah. Uh, heavily focused on private capital. Um, joint ventures uh, will always entertain those, but uh, for now, this is private capital, but uh, there's definitely some situations that arise that, that joint ventures would be beneficial. Awesome. Good for you guys. Yeah. Uh, so we do have your information. It's kind of, it's kind of hanging around down below there type of thing, but, uh, on Facebook at, at Tartan developments on Instagram, Tartan underscore developments, as yep. well as your guys's website, Tartan developments.com. Those, those are the best right. channels to get a hold of you guys. If anybody wants to Absolutely. reach out type thing. Yeah. Yep. Private message, email, anything. 
That's awesome. Good. Well, I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure having you guys on here. Definitely thank you again for taking the time out of your schedules in order to be able to do this. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. This has been another great live stream. This is actually going to be our last live stream of the summer. We're going to kick this thing back off in September. Uh, my wife Jennifer and I are going to spend a little bit of time, you know, kind of retooling things, figuring out some branding and some scheduling and bringing on another set of new speakers here next year. So it should be another great, fantastic round of content. Uh, anything that I didn't specifically cover off that you guys want to uh, give us a message or kind of discuss before we let you guys go? Nope. Just uh, want to say thanks. We really appreciate you having us on and yes, enjoy talking you. to you. Thank you. Awesome. Good. Well, and I wish you guys a whole lot of success in your 500K challenge. Uh, looking forward <laughs> to see where you guys end off with all this type thing. And uh, yeah, I'll um, be looking forward to seeing a whole lot more of it here soon. So. Right on. Right. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate Thank it. You. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. Chat later, everybody. Thanks, we'll everybody. You. We'll chat here soon.